Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of the weekly R&R show, which is where myself and Ruel Gaviola, is that right? I think I used myself incorrectly there, where Ruel Gaviola and I will be getting together every week to talk about board games. The first episode was broadcast live on the 28th. Sorry, I was a little slow getting it to the podcast stream, but in the future, you'll be getting to listen to it here if you don't want to watch it on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook. So... Uh, let's get going. Apologies. Uh, we kind of, kind of, uh, blew it on our opening transition, which will, which you can't see, of course, because you're not getting the visuals here, but hopefully all will become clear very soon. And thanks for listening, folks. Hey, everybody. Okay. This is it. It's the first episode. And I was so busy focusing on the YouTube video that even though we had this really great transition worked out, it all blew up and it's all my fault. I'm working with a consummate professional, but we're just going to get through it, Ruel. We are definitely going to get through this. I promise. Hey, Absolutely. And you know what? That's part of the charm of R&R. You never know what's going to happen, friends. It's We may screw up a transition. We may, I don't know, drop a drop a game on ourselves. You don't know. And that's the beauty of live streaming. Um Richard, I'm so happy to be here. I am thrilled to be part of Rattle Runs Through. Um, you don't know how much of a big fan I am of yours and also the work you've done over the years. You have actually taught me many games um, over the years through your YouTube channel. So for me to be here with you is just the thrill of a lifetime, my friend. You have to knock it off, sir. Uh, that is far too kind. You are far too generous. I've been a big fan of yours ever since you got online for the first time, I think, just a bit over a year ago uh, in yeah. April. I just saw you pop up one day. And I guess you had already been doing some stuff on Renegade streams, but then you started your own live streams. I thought, I like the cut of this guy's jib. I think there's something going on here. And, um, you know, you and I have done a few things over the last year, some top tens and whatnot. And, uh, you know, you have been one of my favorite co-hosts I have had. Uh, I just really enjoy talking with you uh, about games and just life in general, the few chances we've had to do it. And uh, when it came up, the idea of doing a continuation of a show that Tom Vassell and I did last year called Corner to Corner. And you know, I've been, ever since that show went off the air, people would say, oh, we'd love to see more Corner to Corner. Tom's busy. I'm busy. But when I thought maybe I should do this, you were literally the first person I thought of that I want to every week, like clockwork, on Wednesday at noon, uh, if we continue with this particular time slot, sit down and talk about games for an hour because I just love hanging out with you. Thank you. And thank, that's so kind of you, Rich. I really appreciate that. And, you know, I got to shout out your shirt. That I love oh. your shirt. Look yeah. at that, folks. Team Vax. <laughs> I, we, we hope everyone's on Team Vax these days and hope you're all staying safe out there. Um, yeah, you know, I really appreciate the kind words, uh, Rado. And you know what? We're going to have some kind words, hopefully, for some of the games that we're looking at today. Indeed. But we shall see. Yes. We have all kinds of games. But before we get to the games, um, we've got some housekeeping to do. Uh, yes. Let's talk about our sponsor. Because this inaugural episode of um, the R&R Show is brought to you. We're ready for it. Bye, puppies. <laughs> There you go. Um, he thought I was going to say it. I thought he was going to push the button. We were so prepared. But puppies, folks, look at them. They're cute. They're fluffy. They're adorable. Ruel, do you like puppies? I love puppies. They are some of my favorite creatures in the entire world. If you look right above my head, there's a pug puppy. We have a pug named Bruno um, who sometimes shows up in our live streams. He's a good boy. I hope you all have a good boy or good girl or a good puppy as well. Yes. Are you a, do you have a, a puppy as, or dog? Uh, yes, or? I do. I put that pug right there because I knew that's what you were going to be on the right side of the screen. And you'll notice <laughs> right below me is a beagle. Uh, my wife and I are very well known for the beagles we've had over the years um, yes. or beagle mixes. And But of course, all puppies are wonderful. And I'm sorry. This, this episode could have been brought to you by kittens as well. Perhaps a future episode will be. Unless, of course, you happen to be a member of the board gaming industry and you're looking for maybe some promotional opportunities for your games or your services or your retail channel. Sponsorship slots are open for the hottest new show on um, Twitch and YouTube and Facebook, the R&R Show. So we are done with these puppies. Get them out. Get yes. them out. Bye, puppies. We'll see you later, puppies. Okay. Um, Right, see, so what other bookkeeping do we have? Uh, next up, folks, uh, to celebrate our first episode of the show, we thought we'd do something a little special, something I've pretty much never done in my decade of uh, uh, game 
uh, you know, filming, uh, we're going to do a giveaway for a wonderful game that a lot of people love. It's Fort. It's Fort. Uh, Rel's got his copy of Fort right there. I've got my copy of Fort right here. Actually, my copy of Fort is in the other room. This is a copy that is still in shrink, as you can see, and it potentially has your name on it. If you would like to win a copy of Fort sent to you anywhere in the world, um, what you need to do is send an email to contest at rotto.com, which I think is going to appear on screen. Look at that. Look at this guy. He is so professional. I am... I am dragging us down, but he is lifting <laughs> us up. Um, you can send an email to contest at rotto.com and the subject of the email. Well, Ruel and I are both very old. We are of a certain age. And we remember from our childhood and teen years, a show called Pee Wee's Playhouse. And every episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse, there was a secret word. And when the secret word was spoken, everybody was supposed to shout. So we have a secret word. And folks, we're going to make you work for it. Uh, at some point in this episode, we will reveal the secret word. We will scream, just like proper Pee Wee devotees. And you will then know what to send. And don't worry, we'll remind you at that point, hey, this is a secret word. This is what you have to send a contest at rotto.com to win this copy of Fort Still in Shrink. Okay. I think, nice. let's see, is there anything else? We've introduced I, each other and how much yep. we mutually admire and respect and love each other. We've uh, offered incentives for people to stay and watch. We have uh, expressed our deep love of puppies. Oh, you know what? Yeah. One thing that Tom and I used to do um, that everybody loved is everybody guessed what's Rotto got on the table because at any given time, the next oh. thing I'm going to be filming is on the table. So, um, well, are you yeah, curious? Yeah, I am totally curious. Let's see. I see a big map. Yes. I've seen a bunch of meeples. What can the audience the figure table? it out? Yeah. Audience. What do y'all, uh, what do you think uh, Rotto's got here? Look at this um, audience participation. I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? Hey, I can even give you a better view. Boop. Ah, look at that friends. Now, Mr. Linguist has all, uh, already tried to jump into the uh, contest here. Mr. Linguist, I will verify that that is not the secret word. Good, secret word good try, not. though. But, uh, <laughs> uh, very creative. I like that. <laughs> all right. If they can't right. figure it out, I will reveal. Do we have any guesses? No? All oh, right. What is that? Uh, someone's saying the uh, Andrew says the excavation Earth expansion. Well spotted, my friend from Malta. Well done, wow. sir. It nice. is. It belongs in a museum. The expansion for the wonderful uh, stock market manipulation game. When I covered excavation Earth earlier this year, I said this is a really sharp game from designer Dave Turchy. Except it's really cutthroat. Man, I wish it had solo mode. It does now, and I'll be filming a run-through with the expansion, showing the solo mode and all of that in the coming weeks. I'm not, I think it goes live next week, if I recall correctly. Oh, okay. um, right. And Very nice. That was, that was not a sponsorship for the show. It's just what I've got coming <laughs> up next. So that's the What's Rotto going to film next segment. And I think that we've got this out of the way. We can actually go to the real first segment of the show, for which we have not created any animated bumpers or anything like that. because. Mm -hmm. We were just doing good to pull, uh, you know, just to rub two sticks together just to get this thing going, I think. Well, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening is we've got Game Watch. Um, you know, right before we get into this, I do want to say I want to shout out everyone in chat. We really appreciate y'all hanging out, you know, chatting it up. I see a ton of comments coming in. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. We're on Facebook Live. So thank you all for spending part of your day with us here today. We've got Game Watch. And Richard, do you want to talk about what Game Watch exactly is? Here's our plan for Game Watch. And actually, yeah, looking at... Oh, my God, Scott Alden is here. Hey, Scott. Hey, Alden. Hey, Scott. Good luck with the with the convention. Very exciting. Um, yes. And oh, and Kabuki Kid is here. What, we're doing a live stream. Aren't we supposed to spend the first 10 minutes just saying hi to everybody as they show yeah, up? We're, we're going we're gonna to say hi. Um, we've got... Uh, we talked about Mr. Linguist. We, we have uh, Scott Alden from uh, BGG. And uh, Kabuki Kid says... Or there's, there's Scott... Kabuki Kid says, a game and watch huh, Nintendo. No, it's not going to be Nintendo. <laughs> Kabuki Kid knows me, though. I worked for Nintendo for three years in my early 20s. So, oh, okay. Yeah. There was a hidden meaning when I chose this, and I didn't think anybody'd pick up on it. But, of course, the Kabuki Kid is always there with the pop culture references nice. of, of a and certain Stacey age. Stacey Everdell says, hi to everybody. Thank you, Stacey. And we are saying hi to everyone as well. Appreciate y'all hanging out. Yeah, we just sort of jumped right into it. I mean, 
you know, we're we're flying by the seat of our pants here, friends. And you know what happens happens. So thank you for your uh, as we get into this first episode of R and R. Uh, we're going to jump around. Should we um, say hello to some more friends here? Uh, I see James. Um, I see Armor Sword. Now um, I didn't hear a thing you said. So either uh-oh. my internet went bad or your internet went bad. Okay. But I can hear you just fine now. You're you're okay now. Hey, yep, the yep, beauty yep. of live streams. I was just exactly. saying hi to everyone. Uh, yeah, I was just saying hi to everyone in chat. You know, welcoming them here. Um, I assuming everything works now. <laughs> Okay, yeah. We'll get through it. it we'll get yeah, through. we'll get through it. Okay. Amanda Panda does say that we just got raided on Twitch from our friend Book of Nerds. So thank you, Book of Nerds, and welcome, Raiders. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah. So. Oh, we don't get that information when we're looking through StreamYard. Yeah, streaming. yeah. Because we're using StreamYard, which is a great piece of software, but there are some limitations to it as well. Yeah, like certain events that w- we would see if we were on the Twitch stream. We, we, we're, yep. we get to see a combined... Uh, comment stream, but apparently it does not send events over. That's right. No. And well, I, uh, I want to thank you. Need to get over there and watch for that stuff. Maybe, maybe watch for that stuff, and I can pull yep. that up. I do want to thank James and also uh, Lucas and uh, Nicole for just verifying our audio video is good on each of the platforms. Thank you all, friends. For the, you know, that's okay, what I so- love about live streaming. It's this really collaborative effort, not only just with the host but our audience as well. You know, we all look out for each other. We all try to make make sure everything's running smoothly. So thank you, friends. Yes, that's another reason I'm happy to have Ruel here. He has been pretty much predominantly all of his content for the last year has been live streaming focus and i'm still a complete novice and noob so i i'm happy to be in in his warm and uh of, of safety uh defining embrace as he walks me through the turbulent waters um oh look at this that is, look at that this is an internet hug. hug internet hug go. for everyone yes okay um, we have been we've been away from games long enough you gave me a yeah. perfect segue to talk about game watch <laughs> and i completely squandered it but no i'm gonna worries. turn it around now so game watch First of all, as Kubuki pointed out, it has a nice little dumb and beaning for a former Nintendo employee like myself. But um, this is where Ruel and I will talk about upcoming games that have caught our eye and that maybe haven't quite gotten heralded as much as other games. At least that was the remit we talked about. I have no idea what Ruel is going to talk about. He doesn't really know. I actually, I did send him a list and then he accidentally looked at it, but he wasn't supposed to. And there was some, but he doesn't really know. I have no idea what he's going to do, but we're just going to talk about a few. And um, I'm sure he's monitoring the chat. If people have questions or what have you, uh, should I go first or you? Uh, why don't you start things off? Um, okay. Which means I'm you got to bring put us BG- in the box. Yep. I'm going to bring us uh, BGG, right? Our favorite website in the world. Yes. Um, okay. Go to the page devoted to The Spill. The Spill, which, if I recall correctly, is from Smirk and Dagger Games. All right, all right, there we go. Um, art from Quan Chai Moria, which is oh, awesome. It's you got have, a beautiful cover art there. If you, if you, you had me at Quan Chai, you had yep. me at Quan Chai right there, yep. folks. Oh my, I love his artwork. Look at that. Yep, yep, it's good stuff. Gorgeous. But, um, but forget about the art. The gimmick is what really makes this game cool. I think the first picture is a, a picture of the game set up. Right. So basically, this is a cooperative game where players are working together to try to stop an oil spill that is um, live spreading out as you play. And everybody's working to clean it up and also keep the wildlife um, out of danger. And if the wildlife gets dirty, getting the wildlife cleaned up as well. It's actually a fairly grim theme. Um, But personally, I would much rather play this than we've had a a minor spat recently uh, or a spate of of oil rigging themed games. And every time I see those, they just kind of feel, I, I just can't bring myself to enjoy something like that anymore based on the state of the world. Um, so a game about actually undoing the damage that they cause is very exciting. And then on top of that, what's even cooler that I know my wife will really love, go back to that game uh, picture, that oil rig in the center, that's a dice tower. And oh, I dropped it was. That's so you, awesome. You, you drop yes. little black dice that represents the oil and it, you know, the thing splits them into four different lanes. So the different quadrants, so you don't know exactly where the oil is going to spread. And so every round more of it's coming out and our player um, avatars are, are, we have little wooden meeple ships and we are sailing around the outskirts, trying quickly to get from one side to the other because we have some basic idea of where the spread is happening, but it can always, you know, throw us for a mix. It's got pandemic-esque, you know, unique player powers and all of that. And um, yeah, 
it's from Smirk and Dagger Games. This is a very big departure for them. They are known for, I mean, it's in their name. It's in their title. They are known for cutthroat games where you stab each other in the back while smiling. Smirk and Dagger. But here, they have made a cooperative game, and it's such a big departure for them. i got to think that means they've got a huge amount of confidence in it. So it's the first one I wanted to talk about on the first episode of R&R, The Spill. The spill. I I love the theme. And like you were saying, the whole, you know, oil spill thing and that type of theme, I think immediately of pipeline, you know, exactly. the, that that type of game. And this this is really interesting. Okay, first of all, that that dice tower that I mean, I, I want it just for the dice tower alone. That yeah. thing is awesome. Yep. Um but yeah, Smirk and Dagger, you know, they have, uh, don't they have a, a, a either a sister company or whatever called Smirk and Laughter, which is more like their family games? I, uh, news to me. That's why you're here. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, um, I, you know, I'm going to have to take, uh, take a look real quick. The Smirk and Dagger, that's their main company. Then they do yeah. have a Smirk and Laughter brand, uh, which is, I believe they did, uh, what's that game? It was an abstract game two years ago. Or, yeah, I'm not going to figure it out now, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, the beauty of live stream, folks. I'm going to look yes. here. It what are the like maybe we should have worked games? this out ahead of time, perhaps. Instead yeah. of just oh, cutthroat. Ca- okay, cutthroat caverns is one. Dead last yeah. is another. Yeah, yep. that's what they're known for. The cutthroat caverns is their bread and butter. I mean, that's how they yeah. made their name, and it's what everybody expects. A few years ago, I covered another game called Oh Emergency or something like that, where it was okay. a cooperative real time game where you were um, paramedics, and it was great. Um, and now, and you know, but then they kind of moved away from that. So it's exciting to see that back. But okay, you found them. What is their I other? Found them. Smirk and laughter. Smirk and right. laughter. Shobu. This was a really cool abstract game. It just you know th- this game like felt like something that's been around for a hundred or you know thousands of years or whatever. But it was it was made two years ago. Uh, Smirk and laughter. They have uh, this is their sister ca- a company or actually the, maybe just a, another brand of their. Uh, but they have uh, games. Let's see what they rank. Shobu, uh, Koi, which I've played before. Nice mm-hmm. little uh, set collection game with uh, beautiful fish tiles. And some of these other ones, Not So Fast, Cinder, and so forth. So, but I mean, those are, like I said, those are lighter gateway-ish yep. style games. So I guess that's why yeah. this isn't under that label, because I do think this is more along the lines of a pandemic style experience. I think right. it did actually talk about there are, mo- there's like a module you can turn off to make it a little bit more gateway-ish when I, when okay. I read the rest. But honestly, I mean, I was grabbed by the Quan Chi Moria art. And then when I saw there was a dice tower, um, and then when I read about the theme and how exciting it is, I, I, I'm really stoked for this. And uh, prior to this week, I'd never heard of it until I started actually sitting down saying, well, what are we going to talk about in our first game watch? And it's the spill. So yeah. top that. Not that it's a competition, but what do you got? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm excited about this one, too. I've got a game from y'all might have heard about this designer before. Um, the gentleman's name is Richard Garfield. Um, ah, yes. Mm-hmm. He's done a few games that we may have uh, played before, uh, but this is his newest, uh, latest and greatest from uh, Renegade Game Studios. Uh, this, uh, you know, uh, full disclosure, I wrote an article about this for Game Trade uh, Magazine. Uh, this is The Hunger from Richard Garfield from Renegade Game Studios. This is a deck builder. And the reason why I'm really interested in this is it's got the type of deck building that I really like. And that is deck building as part of a larger game. It's not just purely mm-hmm. cards, but you have a board and it's a vampire theme game. So you are, um, uh, are you hunting vampire? No, you are vampires trying to hunt your victims. Right. Right. And it's uh, got a little race element of push your luck. So you're on the board. Uh, let me see if I got the board here. Um, maybe they don't. Um but anyways, it's a uh, deck builder. There, there's some of the standard cards you get there. You're going to use these to uh, move around the the board, and you're going to hunt your victims. Hopefully, do the things that vampires do, and then you have to race back to the start of the board because if there's a timer. It's exactly 15 turns, and you need to get back before you know what the sun comes out, okay, and that's sure. when things happen that are not good for vampires. So it's got a race element, push your luck element. That push your luck element actually sort of reminds me of Clank. That's another game that Renegade mm. did where mm-hmm. you have, you know, you're going through a castle exploring using deck building, and then you have to race back to the top of the castle or uh, above yeah. ground. Uh, this is a little similar. It's got that mechanism where you need to race back before the sun hits you and, you know, what happens to vampire, vampires when they hit the sun, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Richard Garfield, King of Tokyo, Magic the Gathering, all kinds of great stuff. Um yeah, so that's from Renegade Game Studios. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I thought about this one. It looks like that's great art. And there's no denying. I mean, Richard Garfield has earned his bona fides a million times over. He basically created an entire industry yeah. um, with Magic the Gathering. Um, I didn't look at it that close, though, because it seems like the majority of his recent games have been a fair amount of, you know, cutthroatness, take that -edness. I mean, that just seems like I think the way he naturally is predisposed to go. Do you know? Yeah. Um, if, if this is, if, if we are at each other's vampiric throats in this, or is it more, we are, yeah. okay. it, well, there you go. It is a com competitive game uh, for two to six players. Yeah. You're, you know, vampires don't really work well together, I no, guess. I imagine there, not. There's no vampire union. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, it is a competitive game and you know, it's funny. I, the last game I played at Richard Garfield's was actually a trivia game of all things. Oh, there was a, yeah, he, partnered with ken jennings and did a game called half truths did you play that one richard no 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 but i mean party games don't really work for just me and my wife jen as a general yeah yeah it was it was such a, a weird pairing to me richard garfield and ken jennings i had to play so it, it was it was okay it, it was an all right game it was fun um but yeah so that is the hunger um and we are going to move on to your next pick. How's the audience doing? Is everybody okay? The audience is doing fantastic. I see Book of Nerds in the house. Before you play, Monique and Naveen are in oh, the hey. house as well. Thank you all for joining us. Um, who else we got here? We got Scott Nelson. Hello, Scott. Kabuki Kid we said hello to. Yeah. Uh, James and so forth. Oh, I think I saw uh, Leva, uh, a close friend of Jen's and my wife, who, we, who we've had many encounters with at Essence Spiel over the years. Hey, oh, Leva. Cool. Um, yeah. Before you play, you truly, you know, you truly you have a, a you truly have an international audience. This is great. <laughs> I'm just now worried that when I said earlier that of all the people I did collabs with over the course of the year, you were my favorite one. I really enjoyed my collab with uh, uh, Monique and Naveen too. They were awesome. We had a great time doing top ten fillers. Everybody should go check it out. They have an amazing channel. They are yes. blowing up um, and deservedly so. Uh, hey, hey, gang. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. Now that I'm done embarrassing myself there, what was my second one? Oh, my second one, if you want to type it in, is yes. Beyond the Edge. And this is another I, game I had no idea about. Yep. This is, and now, yeah, here's I'm, the deal. I'm excited about this. I have been passively following this game, I feel like, for years. Because it's been listed on Board Game Geek for a long time. And even still, there's not that much information about it. And I don't think they have any art other than just the box cover. Um, so I'm really jumping the gun on this quite a bit. But I'm still super, I've been excited about this ever since the first time I heard of it. Uh, it is a big, sprawling, 4X-ish style, you know, science fiction game. But, number one, it's cooperative. Thank you. Uh, we mm -hmm. have enough Twilight Imperium, um, you know, co competition out there. It's nice to maybe work together to save the galaxy rather than try to conquer it for once. Um, I, 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 I don't remember, who is the designer? Uh, I can't quite make it out because I'm seeing uh, a little postcard Kenneth, of what you see. Yeah, Kenneth C. Shannon. Uh, and who, what else has he done? Uh, he has also done um, Linked Games, Adventure In, Approaching Dawn, The Witching Hour. Sort um, by rank. What's his biggest game? Let's go. Uh, biggest game, Tournament, Tournament at Camelot. Camelot. Tournament I, I know Avalon. I played one of his games. Oh, Maiden's there you go. Maiden's Quest. Maiden's Quest okay. is a really interesting little game where um, you play it entirely in your hand. It's one of those games where you can be standing in line and play a game. Uh, and it oh, was okay. basically a dungeon crawl that was all about girl power because it was about, oh, the 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 poor princess in the castle. She's not waiting for Prince Charmin. She's going to bust herself out. And I mean, that was an awesome, fun little game. And so, but this is a big, big game for him. So I, I love the idea of space. It's just most of the time, it's always competitive and trying to destroy each other's fleets and all that blowing um, for me anyway. So cooperative version, that's all nice, but that's not what makes this game stand out. Well, I assume you've heard of a little game called Oath. I have. Yes, I imagine most people have. And the big <laughs> thing about Oath that everybody's excited about is, hey, we sit down, we play a game, the world changes, and the next time we play, we play in that world. This mm. game does that. Um, oh. But for a cooperative experience where after you and I have sat down and played a big epic thing and saved the galaxy again, the galaxy has changed and it's going to be in a different state. And not only the galaxy, but our, us as well, our fleet of ships or our civilization or all that stuff, that will carry over from game to game. It's not a legacy game. It's not a campaign game. It's not like this is just driven through a story and, hey, once you play through six chapters, it's over. You can play this a hundred times and have this big epic story of how the galaxy has evolved over time time which again is 
what Oath does, but Oath is a very cutthroat game. And so, very sadly, not for me. Uh, oh, and then also it mentions in here an extra cool bit that, um, Ruel, if I've got my copy of Beyond the Edge that I play all the time with my wife, and you've got your copy in uh, Southern California that you play with Michelle, um, and I happen to come down and visit, I can bring my customized, built over several games or dozens of games, um, spacefaring race, and I can plug it into your universe oh. and continue playing. I think that's literally the last thing they say in that description. And that's I am cool. so excited about this. I've been wow. excited about it for years. And um, and this, I just noticed, oh, look, they have finally put a bitmap of art. So maybe it actually exists now or it will exist soon. Wow. Yeah, there it is right there. The dry dock system. Yeah. You take your ship, captain, and missions, jump on other. Okay, that is really cool. Um, wow. Yep. I, very, yeah, very cool. I've never heard of this game. I've never heard of the designer. I've never played his games. This is a game from WizKids. They, yes. What, what's going on at WizKids to bring on this? This is great. WizKids um, you know, has, has really been um, putting out some really great stuff over the last... Uh, and I think this is going to be like their biggest one. And I think it's coming soon because... We didn't mention this right up front. To actually collate this list, we went to the previews put together by the hardest working man in board gaming, Eric Martin, <laughs> yeah. who is the the head news guy of Board Game Geek, and he is constantly um, updating these uh, quarterly preview lists that say, "Okay, this game is scheduled to come out sometime in this quarter." And so, Well and I basically looked through the quarter we're in and the next quarter so that we could pick stuff that is in the near future. But then we also tried to pick stuff that, you know, isn't catching quite as many eyes, uh, but they're still deserve a uh, platform. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's how I did it. You did it too, right? Yep. So everything we're talking about should be coming soon because Eric Martin says it is. And if it doesn't, you can blame Eric Martin. I was just going to say, if anything's wrong, it's Eric's fault. <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So what, what, what's next for you? Yeah, that uh, Beyond the Edge looks fantastic. I'm a, I'm a sci-fi nerd, so anything like this is in my wheelhouse. And I, I do like the fact that it is a co-op rather than um, you know your standard, hey, let's all just battle yeah. in space type of thing. Yep. So that that's really interesting. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. My next game, okay, so this one, I, you know, the, I, I, I didn't really cheat, but I mean, th this one's pretty well known at this point. The Lost Ruins oh, of Arnok, okay. uh, the Ex Expedition Leaders uh, expansion. So this one I'm hyped about because, you know, okay, so here's the thing. I have not actually played Lost Ruins of Arnak with more than one player. I've only soloed it. Um, what? And it, yeah, I've only soloed the physical version. I know that there's a version on uh, BGA. Are, as well, are you and Michelle having problems? Is, is, there, we, is we, everything no, okay? No. <laughs> no, it's just one of those things that just worked out where I would just solo the game. And I, wow. I just, you know, it didn't hit the table unless it was by myself. And I really enjoyed it. And then just know, I know I'm going to like it multiplayer when I eventually do. I'll probably play it with my buddy Daryl because he's a deck building fan. Hey, there's, there's a theme right now. I've got two deck building games on my um Look at that. Yes. Here. Yeah. But again, like the other deck building game, I like it as a small part of it. I don't like a pure deck builder. Uh, this one, you are, you know, Indiana Jones style, you know, exploring ruins and trying to get to the temple and getting all these treasures and artifacts and so forth. And now... With the expedition leaders uh, mm. expansion, that's okay. Yeah, what's in here? What is in here is the how do you call it? The you know, like um, for so other deck builders, you have your uh, special decks for certain characters. I'm thinking like Hero Realms or um, you know, games like that where each player gets a unique uh, starting deck. This brings that type of element into it. So okay, okay. everyone. Yeah, so we all have our different um, starting decks. Uh, right here it says a uh, new element of asymmetry to the game. Uh, so that's not the, only that's, what, that's the clank thing, the clank adventuring yeah. party decks. It's the same idea. Absolutely. Yep. Same awesome. idea. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, you know, Ar Arnak. I mean, it's. I always felt like so. Okay, we had Dune Imperium last year, and we also had Lost Ruins of Arnak. Yep. Um, Ar I haven't played Dune Imperium, but Arnak, what it does. For me, I don't think it does anything like it doesn't change the genre or anything. I just think it's a solid game, like built from start to finish. It's really tight. Um, and with this new expansion, you're going to have uh, alternative research tracks. So the research tracks that you're going up, those are going to be different. 
And then you also have the uh, artifact cards. And so new combos, and they say here, new synergies as well. So I'm really looking forward to this. I need to play the base game multiplayer first. And I then... think you should do that. I think you yeah. very much should do that, you weirdo. <laughs> um, I kid, I kid. Oh, by the way, Kabuki Kid mentions in the chat, if you want to throw that on screen, apparently for solo Arnak fans, in case you don't know, there is a uh, free solo campaign that you yep. can download from, download from the CGE website right now. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. there's, I think they put, I think it's like three chapters right now. And I don't know if they're going to go to a fourth, fifth or sixth or whatever, but yes, that, thank you. Kabuki kid. That is, yeah. that is correct. I, I, um, I'm happy you mentioned this. I mean, I'm, I, yeah. you know, maybe it doesn't fulfill the, the whole thing. Hey, lesser known stuff. Cause Arnak was certainly well known, but yeah. uh, I have to say, I'm happy about this too, because I thought Arnak was great for, uh, um, for me. Uh, uh, what was it? The, uh, the, the winter kingdom one is actually what won the, the that that fusion of deck builder plus worker placement uh, last year but it was only on kickstarter at the time but my only complaint i ever had about arnak is the base cards that come with the game are a little straightforward there's not a lot of really whoa look at this card yep. that changes things up they're all you know it's 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 perfectly reasonable that it's like an introduction and i just walked away from thinking oh i want fancy cards i want cool yep. new, out of the you know really outside the box mixes the game up and i bet you that's what they're going to do and yep. you don't have to wait for them they're right in your hand right from the get go so that is yeah. very nice i did not realize yeah. that i didn't know that part yeah so yeah it is six unique leaders and each one have different abilities skills and starting decks cool, so cool, 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 yeah. Cool. yeah like you said that, that's that's right exactly like you know that's why i love doing the show with you um rado because you have such an encyclopedic uh knowledge of games that you know one little mechanism here you can talk about oh that's in this game this game and that game that that always blows me away and you know that we're we are all learning from you my friend oh for heaven's sakes you have taught me stuff here today as well captain so <laughs> oh captain yeah, captain captain a captain my captain why don't i uh go here um friends Someone just said captain. And the secret our, word of the day, folks. That's the secret word, folks. There it is. Captain, my captain. The yes. secret word is, and I'm just going to spell it out for you all right there. Secret word is captain. <laughs> this is our friend, the captain uh, from uh, the game Fort, which we are giving away today. So if you remember, I, well, you you better remember, <laughs> email rado.com or contest oh, yeah. at rado.com. Contest at rado.com, yes. There it is. With the secret word captain. Don't put it in chat. I mean, you got to email so you have a chance to win a very your very own copy of Fort. There yeah, it is. You've got friends. a week to do this. Um, so if you're not watching live today and you're watching a couple days from now, you basically have until Wednesday of next week when we will announce the winner and also announce our next contest, which will also have a secret word, which I will work in just as smoothly. So smoothly he didn't even notice it. I almost missed it. That was that was almost too smooth for your own good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not known for smooth, but I, I I'm pretty proud of myself that I got that working in there. Although oh. having done that, I've completely forgot what we were just talking about. Which I guess means we can move on to Same. the next uh, next yeah, game. Let's go to the oh. next one. So, what is your third and final game? Oh, that you're we're a monster, right by the way, because I said, "Hey, we're, we we could each do five. And he said, "I think three's okay." And I've got like seven I want to talk about. <laughs> but don't worry, folks. This segment will come back in the future. And I'm really torn. I'm so torn, but I think I'm going to go with Pessoa, which is a P-E-S-S-O-A, if you can find Pessoa. that. And you got to bring us back on the big screen or bring your, your browser back. And here's another game that I did not, I had no clue about, friends. So this is it right here, Pessoa. Okay. Yeah, from Orlando Saw, he's done, I mean, his biggest deal, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, check Orlando Saw, I believe he's the designer for Cafe which is an amazing little card game that I covered a while ago. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of a different designer. He did Porto, which is a really great game too. Uh, Porto uh, really should get so much more love um, than it does. And I did a, I covered Rossio as well, which was a really neat, quirky, offbeat tile layer. So yeah. I already like his stuff. And um, I think he is an interesting design, up-and-coming designer to watch. But when I read about the subject matter of this, I really fell in love. Uh, this is a game. It's a worker placement game where we are um, all taking on facets of a famous Portuguese uh, uh, poet named, I'm, I'm sure the name is right there. I can't quite read it. Uh, Francesco Pessoa, um, I think. 
Uh, Fernando Pessoa. Yeah. Fernando Pessoa. And apparently Fernando Pessoa, amongst other things, is known for popularizing or uh, you know pushing this idea of, of a rider having different personas that they ride in. And he actually, there's a term for it in there. I don't remember what it is. Um, but it's, it's more than just a pen name or a pseudonym that basically he created in his life 70 different characters that he would ride as so he could experiment yeah. with different riding styles and all of that. And so that's what he's known for. And then other writers have built on that, um, you know, that idea. Was it, is it heteronyms or something like that? I think. Yeah. Heteronyms. Yeah. Heteronyms. Heteronyms. Yes. Um, So, so what this game does to capture the essence of this man's work is each player um, takes on the role of one of his most famous heteronyms. I might be the, uh, the, the, the doctor, uh, you know, that that he, uh, you know, that he would write, um, you know, medical based things under, um, you know, and again, this was not a secret thing. It was not like an anonymous thing. This just gave him the opportunity to explore different artistic venues for his poetry and his writing. And I just think that's cool in and of itself. So to, turn that into gameplay um i'll be a heteronym um Ruel will be a different heteronym and the game is really about trying to find inspiration to write a new poem to write multiple poems that's how you score victory points and so you have to spend your time in this worker placement game placing your worker to represent um pessoa physically traveling to different places that inspired him in real life um you know cafes and all that sort of stuff or you can literally flip your meeple over to represent, oh, now I'm not physically controlling him. I'm controlling the header in him. And um, so suddenly the rules for my worker placement fundamentally change, including the fact that as a heteronym, I can actually travel to the center of the board. If you put, um, I think in the middle or the middle right, there's a picture of a, of a rendering of what the game looks like, like the fifth or sixth one from the right. Oh, um, no, that's, a, that's a terrible prototype. Um, oh. Okay, go back. Go back. Go back. You'll find it. Ah, there it is. It's it's really the first one. So in the center of the board, that is a rotating dial that represents the passage of time. I think the game takes place over 12 months. And you can bring your workers back there. And that represents you actually traveling into his imagination, which you can only do if you take on the heteronym role as opposed to the physical moving the person around the world role. And then there's other worker placement spots for actually writing your poems and scoring points and all that. And I just got to say, this is so out of the box. And yeah. saw as a designer and the publisher, which I think is Pythagorean or something like that, or Pythagoras, they're a mm-hmm. new up and coming publisher as well. I've covered a couple of their games. Yep. What is it? Pythagoras. Pythagoras. Yep. Pythagoras. They do such weird, quirky, oddball things, but they come up with really interesting ways to make the theme come to life. And so if you are ever amongst your gaming friends and they are just giving this standard old, eh, there's nothing new in board games. It's just the same old thing month after month after month. I would point out that you're just not looking hard enough because cool little interesting offbeat um, things like the SOA come out all the time. And that's why I'm excited for this one. Wow, uh, a game about a poet, but then it's got this whole like I don't know if it's like inception level like um <laughs> mind play, right? That, that's mm-hmm. such a trip. I love that you're in the mind and you're playing these different um heteronyms. Wow. And you you said it perfectly. Uh, if if you're if you know, we we've got a lot of veteran gamers in chat. I know that. And you know, sometimes we can get a little jaded, right? With all the things yes. that come out every month uh, in the board game world. This, I've never seen anything like it, uh, theme-wise, and oh my gosh. And I think gameplay is going to be really outstanding and unique as well, with a new twist on worker placement born of the theme, as opposed to face it on. So I'm super stoked about this. Somebody from the chat, Carolina, says uh, she's excited because um, Fernando Pessoa, uh, she knows from personal experience, he is an amazing poet. So that's cool. This this game has the opportunity to, in addition to just giving us a fun time, open our eyes to something that maybe wasn't really part of our day-to-day life. So I'm very excited about that too. Yeah. So it's educational without being an educational game. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Gotta love that. All Um, right. Just want to clarify things up. Uh, We had some questions in chat regarding the giveaway. Uh, Do people, or do we want people to put the secret word in the subject line and or the uh, body of the email? Uh, The subject line is what's important because I am literally going to set up um, outlook.com to filter based on that. And I'm just going to say everybody who sent it to this email address that has captain in the title is going to go into a folder which then we will do a random drawing from to see who wins so um you can put okay. it in the you, you can put whatever you want you can put a picture of puppies in the uh body puppies. Since this episode of course brought to you by puppies
There we go. He wasn't prepared for it, folks, and yet he was there. Johnny on the spot. Puppies. There it is. Puppies. Yes. <laughs> Although, I don't know, maybe I don't want you to overload my email inbox. No, it's fine. My wife loves pictures of puppies. But that is not a requirement to win. The only thing is captain in the subject title yes. uh, sent to contest at rahato.com. Thank you for clarifying. We'll yes, get better at this, uh, folks, I promise. Yeah, we, this is the first episode. We're, we're, still, we're learning as we go. We're doing um, okay, I think. I think we're doing great. I'm yeah. learning all these new great games. And you know what? I It's funny. Now that I'm looking at my list of games, I really wish, uh, well, you know what? It is what it is. I had some games that I probably could have gone with, but I, I wanted okay. to go with this one, which mm-hmm. I think people have heard of. But for me, I was I did not know that they were coming out with Arkwright, the card game. Yes. Yeah. I did not know. About, now, here's the thing. I have not played Arkwright. But I love Stefan Rishaus' uh, game uh, Hentis or Gentis is we call it. We call it Hentis here in Southern California because uh, anything that's even close to a Spanish word, I'm going to go with the Spanish or Spanglish uh, pronunciation. Uh, so Hentis, I love that game. I've heard nothing but great things about Arkwright. I know it's like a, a heavier game, but I'm curious, Richard. Yes. Arkwright, the card game. How how do you, how is this going to be implemented? Like, are, I, I look at the weight, three point six seven for a card game. Show that me the pictures. Pretty heavy. Show me the pictures. Because uh, so I had, with Den and I, we did play Arkwright, and Arkwright broke us. Arkwright was one of those things. And, now, and, I'm, and I'm getting flashbacks looking at these pictures right now. <laughs> um, the, you know, the original game is interesting. It comes with like an intro version and then like the full version. And the intro version is like a 4.0 on, um, on weight and difficulty. So I can't even oh imagine God. how far they take it. But it is a very rich uh, era of industrialization, simulation, uh, all mm-hmm. about managing workforces and, you know, using special powers and all that. I mean, I got, I, it, 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 like I said, when I think I covered that when we were still in Malta. So it was a few years ago. But I remember yeah. just being just so overwhelmed by it. I mean, you know, this is kind of, you know, Vita Lasarda makes heavy games. Hold my beer, says the designer of Arkwright. Yeah. That's what this situation is. So it is very interesting. Um, I mean, what did you say the current um, stated weight is, according to Board Game Geek? Three point, that's, that is big. I mean, for they may not sound game, much, but right? for, for Board Game Geek, that's a high score. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it was definitely a sharp game. And Jen and I said, well, you know what? Maybe if there was like a card game version of this, we could actually enjoy it. Ah, so maybe we will. Okay. Not that yeah. I'm saying I planted any ideas. I didn't do any inception there. Um, <laughs> oh, we're, we're, I know we're going to have fun with this whole inception thing as we, indeed, as we yes. go on to these episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a game that I, you know, um, I hear I'm more familiar with the reputation of this game, uh, the original game, than I've actually familiar with the gameplay. Um, again, like I said, I liked his uh, other game, Gentis. I had the deluxe version, which was a beautiful production. Um, that game is fantastic. So I know it's this is like industrial Re- revolution type stuff. Um, it's got um, well, it's got loans, market, and stock holding, according to BGG. Um, these aren't these aren't always my favorite games, but. I'm super curious because it's got a card game version to it. So thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. I'm I'm really curious to see how this plays out in, in real life when we get the game. Um, that is Arkwright, the card game, friends. Um, so you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to throw one more in. It's not yeah, a whole history, but since you, I, um, I, I I, I just didn't put it on the list because there's nothing about it. I mean, there's literally just a, a box cover. You don't even have to go to the page, but folks, the loop is getting an expansion. The Loop oh, the is loop. the best pandemic-inspired um, cooperative game since pandemic. It is amazing. It is one of the best games to come along in years. And I just the other day discovered, and I don't think I've been, people have been talking about it, but they should be. What's the title of it? It's like um, Revenge of Fuzilla, I think, or something like that. Not Tales from the Loop, which I tried I just, to watch. I, I think it was on it Amazon is. Prime, and it was just too there slow. Oh, uh, yeah. The Revenge of Fuzilla. Um, you know, new playable characters, new game modes, and um, what was already such an amazing game. I imagine, I hope that Pandasaurus will be picking this up. But even if they don't, I will have to get this, even if I have to play it in the original French. So I'm cheating. I'm calling it Audible. I had a fourth ah. entry, but that'll be all I have to say about it because I just love the loop so much. So nice. Much. All right. Yeah, in the loop, I've not played. You know what? I can I can I cheat too? Can I throw one more in here? All as right. Well? Okay. Okay. You okay. Were the one, one more. Three. I know. <laughs> uh, this one, and, and people will be familiar with the um, the IP for this, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. Club. Tell me about this. Game. I didn't actually spend any time. I saw this, and yeah. I, I put it on my wish list because I need to know more. But, um, yeah, what, what, what is the deal with Fight Club, the home game? So, you know, we were just talking about the the um, the Poet game, right? You're in the mind. Yeah. 
just like in the movie Fight Club, one player is going to be the narrator and the other is Tyler Durden. So you're fighting my. You know, oh, wait, oh, the, before you continue on, folks, spoilers, spoilers for the movie Fight Club. Spoilers, yeah. Just in case you, you have not seen Fight Club and you ever expect to do it, yep. um, that was your chance to get out or hit paw or hit hit mute. Okay, please continue. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think it's fair that, you know, if you haven't seen a 20-year-old movie, I think, you know, spoilers are sort of like going to be out there. But anyways, uh, this is from Mondo Games. I think they're really on the, uh, as far as like um, doing these really big IPs and also, um, you know, more geared towards more of the mainstream market, I guess. I think I like what they're doing. They've done stuff. I think they did the uh, Godzilla game that came out recently. They have the Unmatched uh, license. So they've got, um, I just oh, played Unmatched oh, okay. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah okay. so everybody loves that Unmatched. Yeah, I, I do too. So this looks interesting. They call it a deck construction, um, okay. and it's tug of war. So you got your variable player powers. You know, each uh, Durden, the narrator, going to go. They, they, they've. I mean, you can see right here. It says, "Do not read this." If you're not read or watch Fight Club, <laughs> exactly. primary essential. So, by the way, does it say? Um, a couple people have pointed out in the chat. We broke the first rule here today, Riel. You broke the first rule. What's oh, the did. first rule of Fight Club? Oh, there it is. Sorry, folks. We, we broke the rule. You do not fight. So maybe we shouldn't talk about this game. So you did not hear it here. Go ahead and look on BGG for something uh, called Fight Club, the home game. Yes. And <laughs> take it from there. All right. I love okay, it. cool. We have done our contest stuff. We have done our first segment. Uh, we now have a second segment. It's a quickie little one, I think, depending on how yep. it goes. And after we're done with that, if you folks stick around, we can do some Q's and some A's. Because I feel like we've been ignoring you. Um, because we've just been too enraptured with each other. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, normally, Ruel so, is Johnny on the spot. He is always on top of the audience, always bringing them in. But he only has eyes for me now. I'm afraid. That, that's what it is. I, my eyes are on you, my friend. Um. So <laughs> this next segment is actually called Ruel Ranks. Yeah. So, uh, you this this was uh, this is gonna be a fun segment because I'm not much of a game ranker, and now I I know I'm the total opposite of you. Is that correct? Yes, like, exactly. Rank. I have a collection of 400 and some games. Um, I think 300 and some 50, some of them are ranked. And the only ones that aren't are the ones I haven't played. So what we have decided to do over the coming weeks and months is try to catch Ruel up. Um, Because Ruel, you are, I hate to say it, a board game influencer. And people want to know. I know, I know, nobody (laughs) wants to hear it. But it's true. And so people wants to know. People can go to literally ranked.rado.com and see all of my rankings, you know, in minute detail down to the fifth decimal point. And so we figure, hey, once a week, let's go on ahead and find one of Ruel's unranked games and get him to rank it. And then see if he see if he ranks it correctly. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. Will I rank it correctly according to yes. Richard? So that this, I'm really uh, curious about this. So yeah, um, James says Ralph ranks to the fourth decimal in BGG. That, yes, I do. Okay, that blows me away. I've done some like 7.5s, but you actually go like beyond that. Here's the thing. My actual ranked list is literally a sequential list of how I rank every game relative to each other. So if I have an 8.5 okay. and an 8.6, and then I find something I like that's in between the two of them, I have to call it an 8.55. And then later on, when okay. I find another thing that's between the 8.55 and the 8.5, well, I have to rank that an 8.555. And you know, okay. over time, as I just find ways to squeeze these in, so I have one continue. It's so easy, Ruel, for me to do top tens because you pick the topic, I just go there. Everything's already ranked. That's okay. See, now see, I'm learning from you. These are these are the things that professionals do, folks. They learn from the best, and I'm learning from the best here. I'm, I already know I need to start ranking these things. You know, I'm going to share my screen. You're, y'all are going to yeah. laugh at some of my rankings because these Uh-oh. are funny. These okay. are these are funny. I, I I truly think these are these are a blast. Um, so as you can see, I have a ten, perfect ten for Happy Salmon. Okay, Happy Salmon's got a perfect ten. Also, Blood Rage, which has a perfect ten. Viticulture Essential Edition, Terraforming Mars, and Twilight Imperium, Crokinole, and Strike. Those are my perfect tens. Having said that, I would if if I was going to rank today, I would probably change some of these rankings. Um, I would knock down Terraforming Mars because I actually really enjoy Terraforming Mars Eris Expedition. Ooh. So you're saying yeah. Ares Expedition is so good that it retroactively makes Terraforming Mars worse. Just because of the length of game. Terraforming Mars will never take less than 90 minutes or even 120 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm, never. Mm-hmm. Eris Expedition, I can get almost the exact same experience in an hour or less. So, again, um, if, what, if I was what, ranking what do you want to rank today, today, we can't do them what all. I'm going to rank I'm ready to. Yeah, we're going to, let me see. I'm going to, I've got filters on. Um, right. I'm going to go here. I'll go by title. Before you're done, uh, go back to columns 
and turn on the column for pictures. Thumbnails. You got to give the people thumbnails. Pictures. All right. There we go. Done. And it'll come up uh, any second now. Loading. Cool, cool. You were not prepared for that. Your computer yeah, cannot I, handle I, the thumbnails. There now, you, go. you can control mouse wheel up. We can actually see them. Okay. So here we are. All right. Um, so we can, uh, let's rank, um, I'm just going to pick one at random. You know, why don't, why don't you uh, pick one at random here, Richard? I'm just going to scroll. I don't know if you can see it. Let's see here. Um, okay. Um, you have not, what's wrong with you? You haven't rated, no, the one down. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, Aquatica. You, how could you have not rated Aquatica? I haven't have rated Aquatica. I've not played it. I'm playing it. Hey, and that's actually a perfect segue, friends. This yep. Saturday on Tabletop oh. Live Network, Michelle and I are playing this live um, Saturday at 4 p.m. Pacific on my Twitch channel, Ruel Gaviola. Aquatica from Arcane Wonders. It's a sponsored stream. You can check us out there this Saturday. What a great what a great segue. You are smooth, sir. Well done. <laughs> that's why you're the captain. Oh, Here, oh, it, oh there it is. Special word. Yeah. Um, Arisle, have you played Arisle? Yes, and th- this is actually a really good. Oh, one to rank. I see. I didn't even notice you have actually your number of plays over there. Okay, what's wrong with you? Well, I mean, are, are you on the fence? Do you not know how you feel about it? No. Okay, so here's the thing: when it comes to my plan of ranking, okay, uh, I don't know if y'all seen that Joker meme. Do I look like a guy with a plan? That's that's me <laughs> right there. Um, Ahiel, uh, this one I learned. You know, when we first did our uh, co-op, uh, our top ten cooperative games, I believe it was, or no, yes. was it? Um, no, no, no. You and I games did outside of the 3000. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The top 10 3k plus. Yeah. Yep. The, uh, you had mentioned this game and I was like, oh, this looks like, this sounds like, uh, mine and Michelle's type of jam. Oh, and, you and I got it this, I, I sought it out right after that episode mm-hmm. and sure enough, it was well, a huge kind of scary hit. then. Oh, good, huge good, good. Hit. I did not yeah. steer you wrong because yeah. if you, you saw the one making you... a five, then I would have failed you. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this is and this a six point seven. I think is very low for this game. Uh, this is basically Tetris, the board game. Friends, if you've never seen it, I like the theme. The theme is really it's colorful, it's uh, playful, it's um, like based on Portuguese uh, neighborhood party, uh, 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 like a block party. Um, my my fellow Filipino American friends, you may uh, think uh, think of something called the Barangay. Uh, that that's like uh, the neighborhood. Um, and it's a party. Uh, and what you're doing is just sliding down these pieces that look like Tetris pieces into, oh, that's actually a sort of cool photo. That's not how you do it, though. These are standing <laughs> up. Look at that. That is that's not a dexterity game, I promise no, you. No, no, no. But those are good shots, yes. Those are great shots. Uh, so you're just filling them on your little player board here. Here's a, there you little, go. There you a go. bigger shot. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Michelle and I, it, it was instant love. We were like, oh, this game is so it's cool. So yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the Michelle- way you draft the tiles, because they go yep. on a center rotating thing. Yep. And, um, you know, in, in Tetris, of course, Tetris identified thing. Of, oh, here comes the L. Here comes the S. I can rotate it on its way down. Here, they rotate before you select them. And then you have to take yep. them in the rotation and then yeah. slide them down. It's yeah. so clever. I mean, there are times when like, oh, you know what? I could take this, but I really need to rotate this because I don't want you to get this S in that configuration. Right. Um, really super clever game. Yeah. And there's Michelle in chat, Mrs. Gav2020, confirming that she loves Ahael as well. Um, you know, why? Uh, you know, I'll ask you this. Why didn't this game take off? Like, uh, was it released around That's the time? That's a like, really, Garampart? really good question. It was from publisher yeah. Amiibo Games. And, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, they just don't have as big a uh, a reach, I think. Uh, and, you know, and they never found, uh, you know, like a, a publishing partner, like a Renegade or an AEG yeah. or something like that to say, okay, well, this is great. Uh, it's a really cool game. Let's go on ahead and get it in all the retail channels. Because I right. think it certainly deserves it. I do think... Yeah. I love the art style of this game. If you bring the cover art back up, but I yep. do know when I covered it, a lot of people are saying, I do not like this art at all. Um, oh, really? You know, so oh. maybe that's it. I mean, people will judge a book by its cover, you know? So, yeah, yeah I like it too. Maybe it's too cartoony, I guess, for some Maybe folks. we're I... just, you know, again, we're old and we remember reading Mad Magazine and all the <laughs> Sergio Leone or, you know, um, you know, all the cartoons and the margins and stuff yes. like that. It really has that kind of a feel to it. I, you know, wow. what I'm talking about, I know. Yes, uh, the little margins, the cartoons and margins. Yeah. Uh, Sergio Aragonis of uh, Aragonis, Illustrated. Yes. Oh, I said Sergio Leone, the film director, of course. The it's, film director, sorry. yeah, yeah. But yeah, maybe that's why I like it so much. Oh, oh wait. Uh, uh, oh, and um, James does mention um, in the chat that it was picked up by Pandasaurus. Oh, yeah. That's right. So that I, I don't know. Then, I mean, okay, Pandasaurus has big reach. Pandasaurus, yeah. um, I think it's eyes. Maybe I've, I'm going to say it's the art then. I, yeah. you know, I'm because I, I, and I only know from personal experience, I got a lot of feedback when I put the first video up thing. Wow. That sounds really cool. I just don't like the look of it. 
Yeah. And you know, yeah, art is subjective. Beauty, yeah. eye, beholder, all that. That's unfortunate because I mean it's a it's a wonderful game. As you can see here, folks, it only takes thirty minutes to play, and they do you can play it solo one to four. Um, I played. I've only played it at two players with Michelle. We love every every game that we've played. We've loved it. Uh, so how am I going to rank this, folks? What do you all think? I am looking at ranking here. So one to ten on BGG. It's definitely not a five. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a six. We are at uh, good. We usually want to play the eight. Is very good. Enjoy playing with suggested. Nine is excellent. Very much enjoyed playing it. And 10 outside and will always enjoy playing. I'm going to go. Okay. It's definitely a seven or above for me. It's a yep, seven James, or above. James has an early bid on 7.5, I see. Yeah. But you know what? I'm thinking maybe I should extend it out Rado style. I should go 7.253 or. <laughs> you have to earn that. And now, actually, James has just raised himself from 7.5 to 8.5. <laughs> I love that James, he's in a bidding war with himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's great. Okay, friends, I'm going to make this really easy. Oh, um, uh, uh, Mrs. Gaviola rates it 1,000. Oh, 1,000, yeah. Well, if Mrs. Gaviola says 1,000. She loves it 1,000. She loves it. I love it 3,000. Yes. But I'll tell you what, not I'm, geeky enough for that. <laughs> I'm going to go with, it's a rock-solid game. And I'm curious to see what you ranked it as well. I'm going to go with the number. I'm going to go with eight, eight out of 10. All right. My ranking for it is an 8.235. 8.235. Wow. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. It's, it's fun. It's smooth. It is one of the best Tetris style board games there is. And there, the last few yeah. years, we've had a lot of them, a big bunch of polyomino inspired games, you know, Baron Park and Uwe mm-hmm. Rosenberg did a half a dozen of them and all that. Yeah. This is easily one of the best ones that are out there as far as I'm concerned. And it really does deserve more love. So I'm glad to give it a little bit of a shout out here. And I expect to see it climb. I expect uh, Mrs. Uh, Gaviola to maybe <laughs> uh, sneak in after hours and you might see it have bumped up a little bit. Yeah, I have a feeling we may be playing this tonight and I'm gonna, yeah. I may have to revise my rating. Uh, so, folks, that's uh, Ruel Ranks. We're going to do this uh, from time to time where yep. um, we're going to y'all are going to help me pick out games and we're going to rank them because I need to catch up um, um, because I have not ranked nearly enough games. Um, but hey, we're almost, we're, we're, we're almost done. We are out of time. We have five wow. minutes for questions and answers. We originally expected we were going to have probably 15 or 20 minutes, but we mm-hmm. also forgot we're both Gabiolas. <laughs> See what I did there? That I was like terrible. That. And you're, you should I, be embarrassed for me. I'm sure the audience is. I'm sure they're all groaning. We're, we're, we've grown together. Um, <laughs> we had grown together. But yeah, let, let's talk about some Q&A. Friends, uh, any questions? Um, we've got a few minutes here. We're happy to answer them. Uh, just shout out to Amanda Panda, Panda Angel. She loves polyomino games as well. Yeah, big fan. It took me a longest, the longest time to learn how to say polyomino. I, it's one of those tricky <laughs> words. The polynomial. Which polyominal. Yeah, that's See, I what can't even Tom say Vassal struggled with. I think he probably oh. had to stand in front of a mirror for hours and just watch himself say it because he used to be a math teacher. So it was very <laughs> difficult for him. Yeah. Um, Slivers, thank you, Slivers. We are used to growing on stream. We watch Ruel's channel. There, see, Slivers, <laughs> one of the, yeah, we, y'all are used to it by now. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so anyone have any questions or comments on what we're talking about here? Maybe what you all want to see in the future episodes of RR. We're loving doing this. We're, this is so much fun, uh, hanging out with Rado and just talking games. I mean, we learn from the best, folks. You know, yep. here it is. Oh, well, I've got plenty to learn too. Um, we're all still growing. All right. Hey, oh, you're a great question from okay. Monica. What is the game struggled most to teach to others? Oh, for me, that's easy. That is such an easy one. Uh, I am forever scarred by myth. M Y T H. Did you yeah. did you ever try myth? No, I looked at the rule book. Apocalypse. I, I looked at the rule book and that was it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, it's a great game, and actually, the gameplay is pretty uh, straightforward. But that rule book has got to go down as one of the top five worst rule books in board game history. Yeah. And it's such a shame, um, you know, and, and that just led to nothing but trouble for them. But uh, yeah, that that's easy, easy peasy for me. Oh, I can think of one other. Yeah. When I tried to teach my wife Twilight Struggle, this was in the early days. And mm-hmm. I got about, I don't know, 15 minutes into 15, 20 minutes. So it was probably going to be a 30 plus minute, you know, explanation. And she just stopped and said, okay, stop, stop. We're not playing this. <laughs> and then i just put it all back away and traded away on board game geek so that was hard just because it was it was it was heartbreaking because i worked hard to be prepared to teach her that game yeah but that's, that's not something we would have ever uh tried to play now i don't think 
Right. Uh, speaking what of Twilight, that's 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 my uh, game that I've struggled to teach is Twilight Imperium. Um, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, only because of the 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 sheer scope of the game. It's a lot of stuff. And actually, this is actually a perfect segue for the Rado Runster channel. The way I teach it now. I go to Shay Parker. His video of Twilight Imperium is the best way to learn that game. It's 30 minutes. He explains everything you need to know. So whenever I teach new players, I say, yo, watch that video first. And then when we actually play the game, I'll do like a little overview and stuff. And that's how I, that, that's that's a tough game to, uh, to teach and learn. Yep. Shay is fantastic. It was actually Shay did a, a brief series of games called How to Teach, where he just gave mm-hmm. his. And watching that is what convinced me he would be able to translate my form of demonstrating gameplay. Be uh, and and it's worked out beautifully. I'm very happy to have him. Nice. Cool. Uh, do we have a few more minutes for questions, or should we? Um... I think. I mean, I, I was happy with that question. Uh, but folks, you are next week. Be prepared to bring the questions at the end, um, you know, to, to round it out. Uh, but I think, yeah, this is. A, I'm I'm pretty happy. This was a pretty successful uh, launch last time. To remind everybody, if you want to throw it back up. Uh, the yep. contest at rotto.com. Um, we are not going to repeat the secret word now because, of course, you were all there when we all screamed about it. And uh, win this copy of Fort with your name on it. Such a great, great little game. And um, otherwise, I think if you've got the big red button handy, we can say talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye. That's it, folks. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye.